When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. for a really great future. We're talking real money. I scared Tom off. Either that or he's headed for Powell's for one of those yummy burgers. Yeah, we talked about that in the last hour. For those of you listening to the podcast, you have no idea what I'm referring to. But I'm Don McDonald. This is Talking Real Money, the show about your dough and your life and how you can enjoy it more by getting the financial aspects under control because that's the thing that drives people most crazy in life. It really is. You'd think that it would be other things, but it's really not. It's money. Almost everything involves money. The root of almost everything that happens in the world and that has happened in the world is is technically money. As a matter of fact, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, my daughter's fourth grade class, they're on their last week of school. So for uh, I, I have been promising that I would come in and talk to her kids. And so I love history. So I decided that I would talk to them about next year. They're going into fifth grade and their social studies course is U.S. history, which, by the way, is one of my favorite topics in the world. And I talked about it. I talked about how much fun history can be if you get past the facts, because the facts you can look up on Google. Who was the third president? Look it up. It's right there. Thomas Jefferson. Uh, but <laughs> I said, it's not the facts. It's the stories. It's the stuff behind the facts. It's the people behind the facts. It's the events. And I said, and you're going to find that it's all a lot easier to understand because at times it's going to seem stupid. Some of the things that people do, it's going to make more sense when you realize that underneath all of this, the primary motivation of most of the actions of the revolutionary war of the uh, the War of 1812, or the Civil War, of all of these things you're going to learn about is one thing. And I asked them what it was, and they gave me some answers like, you know, power. And I said, no, really, when you when you really boil it down to its essence, to what it, the, the, the smallest point, that it can, the smallest thing it can be, it's all about money. It's about land. It's about wealth. It's about the power, maybe sometimes, that requires wealth to get. But most of the time, we're motivated by money, and we're impacted by money, and we need money. And one of the kids asked me the greatest question. They said, what did we do before money? Or no, no, it wasn't it. Who invented money? And then somebody said, yeah, who invented money, and what was before money? And I said, actually, money's a pretty good thing. It's a good thing they invented it because otherwise, if you wanted that video game, and of course, every one of these kids loves video games. If you wanted that video game machine, you would have to trade them something for it. You'd have to do, you'd have to find something of value, like, uh, you know, a couple of 
hundred chickens or something and trade with them or a garden full of vegetables and trade with them for that machine. And wouldn't that make life difficult? And they went, oh, yeah, couldn't buy a video game. That would be terrible. Because they think in video games. I tell you, that was their thing. I said, you know, I kept, <laughs> I asked some of the kids, I said, so, so what's your favorite thing? What's your favorite thing to do in the world? Now, naively, because I was talking about society and how people like to be with other people and talk to each other. And I said, what's your favorite thing to do? And almost every kid said, play video games. Some of them said, ride my bike. Um, a couple, and it was only a couple said, you know, hang out with my friends. For most of them, it was, for most, it was very solitary activities. It's kind of sad. They were they were smart kids. They were interesting kids, and they kind of got the money thing because they realize how important money is in their young lives. That they can't do a lot of the things that they want to do unless they or their parents have money. And as their parents, you're going to need to have money for them. But more important than that far more important than that, and I know they're important, is the fact that you're going to need money when you can no longer or no longer want to be working to make a living. And just last week, the Federal Reserve published a study, a survey, I think it was Thursday, and they found, get this, this is sad. One quarter of working Americans have no money saved. None. None. Of those 18 to 29, and I can kind of understand this, 42% have nothing. But for the entire country, all of those people who are getting up close to retirement age, that many people not having a penny saved for retirement? As a matter of fact, 17% of households in this country said they wouldn't be able to pay their bills during the month they took that survey. Almost 20%. And it's even more sad, it really is, when you see the latest report on, on household wealth in America that show that the richest 10% of Americans, the richest 10% own 70% of all the money in the country. 855-935-TALK. Give me a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you know what your investment risk tolerance is? Take our free no-obligation risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And that real future requires real money, so give me a call at 855 855- Nine three five talk if you have a question about investing or dealing with money. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five and it's always easy on holiday weekends because everybody's out driving and fighting the traffic and trying to figure out how to get where they're going in time and so it gives you an opportunity to get in and Get answers. 855-935-8255. And you can call that during the show, which is noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. Or you can call that number any other time and ask, leave your question, and I'll answer it on our podcast. This hour of the show will become a podcast sometime next week, probably Thursday because it's a holiday week. So it takes an extra day. But give me a call, 
888-825-5255 all the time. You can also send questions in via TalkingRealMoney.com. And that's a place where you find all kinds of other cool stuff, too. So go check it out. 855-935-8255. There is a new law that many retirees are going to love if it passes, particularly those who have saved religiously and invested well for most of their lives and have a decent income in retirement and would just as soon not start taking money out of their IRA as is currently required at age 70 and a half. There is a new bill running through Congress that they call the SECURE Act, and it will extend the required minimum required minimum distribution age or required mandatory distribution age to 72 years old, 18 months later. So you can wait for a little while. It also has some changes designed to get more small businesses creating 401ks for their employees and to encourage businesses to set up automatic enrollment in 401k plans, which really is the way to get people to to uh, commit to them. And they're also going to make some changes in 529 plans to allow you to pay for homeschooling, to allow your kids to pay for their student loans, a lot of other things. So this is this is probably the only bill that will make it through Congress between now and November of 2020 or January of 2021. But it's a good bill. It's got good things in it for us. And I don't see you know anything wrong with it. I just see it as good news. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Make sure you're saving enough for your retirement. Make sure you're saving it right. Make sure that if you are getting investing advice, you get it from a fiduciary. Make sure there's just some simple rules. Make sure your costs are reasonable for the services you get. No one anywhere should pay more than about 1% per year for advice. And you should never pay a commission to get into a mutual fund. People who sell mutual funds, basically, and, and this is something that the SEC is working on in their new best interest standards, when someone sells you a mutual fund, they are acting in a non-fiduciary capacity. They're, they're a salesperson. And that's what basically what the new law says. They are a salesperson. So you need to be aware that when they're acting as a salesperson, they are not. And it even says so in the new the disclosure forms that the SEC is going to probably require. It even says in these disclosure forms, I am just selling you something. I am not here to manage it rebalance it or monitor it for you. I am not an advisor. I am acting merely as a conduit to sell you a product. Don't believe these folks when they say, oh yeah, if you pay me five and three quarter percent to get into that American fund today, I'm going to be watching that for you for the rest of uh, your time with me because that's just not true. And finally, at least the truth is starting to come out in some of these disclosure documents that I can almost guarantee you won't read, but you should. Uh, and so if you want somebody to help you manage your money, 
you have to pay for it. And I, I hate this argument that so many in the brokerage industry make. Well, it's a, it's less expensive for people to, for, for smaller investors to get their, their, uh, investments through a loaded mutual fund. No, it's not less expensive. Now, the point they don't usually make is if you want an advisory account with almost any personal investment advisor, you're going to pay a fee and you're going to have a minimum because if you have a thousand dollars and an advisor is charging one percent per year to manage your money they're not going to make enough money that's just ten dollars nobody's going to manage your money for ten dollars a year they're just not going to do it but if you put it with a broker that thousand dollars is going to make them fifty to sixty dollars even at ten thousand you know, $100 a year? Who is going to work for you for an entire year for $100 a year? You may want them to, but it's illogical to expect them to. But a broker is going to make $500. Oh, well, is that cheaper on a $10,000 investment? Well, no. Problem is you can't find anybody to manage a $10,000 investment. That's where it becomes important for you to get just a little bit more knowledge because that broker's not going to share much knowledge with you. They're just going to sell you a product. You can go for $10,000, put your money in the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund, and you're going to pay $10 a year because Vanguard has economics of scale. No, just like the broker, you are not going to get personalized advice. You are not going to be told when to buy and when to sell or when to rebalance or when to do anything. They're not going to do that, but you're not paying them much for not doing it. When you pay a broker $500, you're paying them a lot. Oh, wait, I forgot to mention that in addition to the $500 up front, you're going to pay another $100 a year or more on that $10,000 in fees, part of which goes to the broker, part of which goes to the management company. Again, at Vanguard, $10,000 in the total world stock index is in the, you know, what what is the, uh, let me look up the most recent one. Hold on. I think it's, maybe it's $15. Can't remember, but I'm going to pull it up here if my computer cooperates. Let's go VTWAX. I've forgotten the expense ratio. Now, remember, that's a total world stock index fund. So they own stocks not just in the U.S., but all over the country. No, I was right. Yeah. A $10,000 investment in the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund, VTWAX, will cost you $10 a year. $10 a year. Scale is a wonderful thing. You go with the broker. It's about $500 up front, probably somewhere around 60 to 100 and some odd dollars every year. Which would you be better off doing? If you're unsure about what you'd be better off doing, call me, 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
855-935-TALK. Give me a call live right now. It's If it's between 2 and uh, or 3 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time or noon and 2 Pacific, then you're calling me live on a Saturday. Otherwise, call 855-935-TALK anytime and leave your question on our little answering service thing. And we'll answer it on one of the future podcasts. 855-935-TALK completely open today on this Memorial Day weekend because people are out doing other things. When the weather's nice, it's what happens. 855-935-8255. And one of the reasons why this show in particular, and there are so few like it, I wish there were more. I do. I'd welcome the competition, but there aren't. And the vast majority of money shows are not entirely on the up and up, no matter what they tell you. Well, I'm a fiduciary, even though I sell equity indexed annuities. No, you're not, you big fat liar. Oh, I'm a fiduciary, even though I sell non-publicly traded REITs. No, you're not, you big fat liar. You're evil. And too many people in this industry are evil tell you a little story there's a guy one of the biggest real estate investors in america very famous a lot of apartment buildings and he has 140 properties across 14 states well this guy decided he was going to let you in on his incredible success so he started offering smaller investors and, and a way to get into his brilliant way of managing real estate. And he raised $110 million, and he promised, because he was so smart, he promised people they could expect a return of 11% per year because he was special and because, well, you as the potential client. You were also special. Sounds vaguely like what Bernie Madoff told people. And he also told them that he was brilliant. He was special. Well, Robert Morgan said the same thing. He raised $110 million, offering to pay investors 11%. Well, it turns out that he couldn't managed to return 11%, but his investors were expecting 11%, and he was still trying to raise money. So what did Mr. Morgan, what did Bobby, what did Robert do? What do you think Robert did when it came time to pay off his investors or to pay them that 11% return? Hope, hope you figured it out by now. What he did is as the new money came in, he used the new money to pay off the older or to pay the older investments. What does that sound vaguely like? Yeah, Ponzi scheme. Yeah, he was telling people who were selling things for him to put the hammer down and raise more funds because he needed to pay off or pay the old investors. Well, now it's all unraveling. But, you know, the problem is, because these people gain all this relative fame, and they gain it from publications like the Wall Street Journal, from CNBC, and from Bloomberg, who are all out 
perpetuating the myth that there are smart people on Wall Street. Smart, really smart. Well, there are smart people on Wall Street, but smart doesn't make you prescient. Smart doesn't make you psychic. Smart actually probably makes you a better criminal. So they've un- they're, they're charging him with uh, conspiracy to commit bank fraud, wire fraud, mon- money laundering. Uh, you know, this guy's in big trouble. But the people I feel sorry for, the people who got into these deals, and yet... Anytime anybody promises you an 11% return, what should you do? You should call 855-935-TALK. It may not be the sexiest website in the world, but it's your one-stop shop for real money information. TalkingRealMoney.com Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome back. I'm Don McDonald. Good to have you with us. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. That's 855-935-8255. You can call that number anytime. Call it live during the show on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, or just call anytime and leave a message, leave a question. I'll answer it on a future podcast. It's oh so easy to get the right answer, or at least the best answer we can come up with. It's not always right, but if it's wrong, we'll fix it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And Lydia, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Hi, Lydia. I I think you might have answered this to some degree, how to find a truth fiduciary. I maybe get to that again. But I went to three different people in the last 10 days. I'm in a spot where I think I can finally surrender my uh, annuity without penalties. Mm-hmm. And don't even ask. That's another story, how I got talked into that. I, I know and, what happens. Um, it's, it's not your fault. It's, it's They're very persuasive. They sound good. Mm-hmm. They do. Security. Okay. Um, tell me, anyway, tell me about what you like ran into. Shop- I find it's like... It's like shopping for cars. Everybody has their own opinion, at least for the people. I don't think I'm, I'm not sure if I actually talked to a true fiduciary. Um, you know, one person says, yeah, you, you should sell your house and put that money into something else. And the other person oh, says, here. Oh, no, take, what? Take, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other one says, take the annuity and put it into a different annuity. And then the third one says, I hate annuities. <laughs> so here I am, okay. 60 years old, no experience with any of this. I don't know who to talk to. Okay, first, let me tell you, the first two, absolutely not. 100% not fiduciaries. Mm-hmm. The third one, Yeah, I know one of them not. <laughs> yeah, no, the first two are definite. Anybody would tell you, hey, just so, d- did they ask you any questions about you or your risk tolerance well, yeah. or what you need the money I mean, for? The or- house is 26 years old. It's coming to a point where it needs some stuff. I'm not real stable in my work situation, so it is an option. Well, yeah, but where are you going to live? Well, I'm not living in the house right now. It's rented, but it does oh, have some cash flow on it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, that's one of the things that somebody needs to sit down and maybe consider, but it needs to be done after great consideration, running some spreadsheets, crunching numbers. It's not something you just throw out. How long was the meeting in which they said do this? Yeah, like 30 minutes. Yeah, no. You know, you would know a fiduciary advisor would never arrive at that conclusion without many hours of work on your financial situation to see what you really need. 
This is just, no, mm-hmm. they're bad. They're bad. Now, the third one, maybe. What did the third one suggest you should do, Lydia? The one that said he didn't like annuities. Yeah. He seemed more reasonable, like, but still, he was a little bit hard for me to understand. Like, he's got a lot of knowledge in his head, but I wasn't really, I wasn't picking up on a lot of it. And um, I, I think well, here's he, a... I don't know. Okay. Well, you need to, they need to be under, you need to understand them. That's critical. A good advisor mm-hmm. is going to be easy to understand and will explain things in a way that you go, oh, that makes perfect sense. Even if it takes yeah. a little while. He, he did explain to me very well why annuities probably aren't the best option. Right. But he didn't really talk about what he might do going forward or his fees or anything like that? No. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. And this is not going to be easy, but it's important. And you have to tell them this is a financial decision. that I am making a critical business life decision. I am not going to enter into this lightly. And if you don't like this, then I'll go elsewhere. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. It's not a very long scroll. As a matter of fact, on some pages, it might be right there. There's a picture of an older guy holding a help wanted sign. And when you roll over that, it says advisor selection tools. Okay. And then there's this form. And it's right there for you to click on and download and print. Perfect. And you take that to your advisors and you say, would you please fill this out? And then I need you to sign it. Because if you don't sign it, then I don't know that you're telling me the truth. Okay. Okay? It's easy. Perfect. It should take any advisor no more than 10 minutes, okay, maybe 15 if they're slow, to fill out. And any advisor who says they will not fill it out is someone to be very, well, to avoid completely. I would just avoid them completely. So go check that out. Try it. Let me know how it goes, Lydia, please. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. As always, we have to take breaks once in a while. This would be one of them. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I believe in helping everybody become a better investor. That's why we offer lots of free knowledge at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. We do have a line for you at 855-935-TALK and a little bit of time left in the hour. So give me a call, 855-935-8255. This financial advisor interview form, it, it even has a statement at the top of it. This is at TalkingRealMoney.com. It says, before hiring someone as important to my future as a financial slash investment advisor, I need to know more about you and your business practices. Please understand that even if we have some kind of relationship like family, friend, etc., hiring an advisor is a decision that can affect the rest of my life and cannot be entered into lightly. I would appreciate it if you would carefully and honestly answer these simple questions below so that I will be better able to understand the extent of our business relationship to avoid future misunderstandings or problems. Thank you. See, that's very polite. It's a nice way to say it. It is one page long. One. There's even a, a there's a fiduciary pledge at the bottom, but they don't have to sign that. They do have to sign, make them sign that all the things they said were true. It it just asks questions like, are you fee based, fee only, commissioned? Uh, what kind of investing do you do? 
And if you're a fiduciary, will you always put your interests ahead of my own or ahead of mine? So it's just that easy. It's real. It's one page. Print it. Take it to your advisor. Have them sign it. And if you want another opinion on it, then scan it, take a picture of it, send it to me, and I'll take a look at it. 855-935-TALK. That's our number. Kit, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. How you doing? Good, Kit. How are you? Good, good, good show. Uh, I was intrigued by your question earlier on about uh, what, what, ha- what was it before there was money. And I uh, saw the show on PBS about the to- this Toltec uh, group down in uh, Yucatan who uh-huh. found themselves on the top of an ancient volcano that had a, uh, a, a veins of obsidian in it. And they made these fabulous uh, points, spear points and axes and stuff out of it. Uh, nobody else had it. And this is how they became uh, filthy rich. Uh, well, their civilization just prospered big time okay. because they had something that nobody else had. And uh, everybody wanted it. And uh, uh, it was really a, an interesting show. But we had something like that in our country, the... Uh, the Clovis people had uh, some spear points that they traded way before, you know, prehistory stuff. And so it turns out that if you've got something that nobody else has, you've got it made. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like Google, <laughs> you've got something nobody else has. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very interesting. As a matter of fact, were you aware that, uh, the Aztecs, they were, they were wealthy. Uh, they, they were, they were, they had tons of gold, but they didn't, put any value on gold except for ornamental and their primary means for a period of time of exchange were vanilla beans I know. yeah it's, it's amazing then all of a sudden the spanish uh, figured out or they figured out the spanish wanted the gold so they got even richer off that so until they anyway, got better it's, uh, it's an interesting world and uh it kind of reminds me of a bitcoin thing you know like a something somebody else doesn't have but anyway good show yeah, thank you yeah thank, thanks for the call kid i appreciate all it all right all right Bye-bye. take care yeah but just see those obsidian or as they're called in game of thrones dragonstone uh that those obsidian tools though had real value vanilla beans real value they were useful gold some useful value some it has some purposes ornamental mostly some industrial but kid you mentioned bitcoin and bitcoin is nothing more than that that's the sound of air be blowing on my microphone bitcoin is nothing I don't understand why people assign value to it. They only do because somebody else said, hey, this is valuable. You have to remember that any idiot can invent a cryptocurrency. It's not hard with blockchain. And then there are always those who don't even bother with blockchain. They just create a cryptocurrency because there's always some idiot out there who will buy it. The name Escobar mean anything to you? You ever heard of uh, the Escobar family? Should watch Narcos on Netflix sometimes. The Escobar family, Pablo's no longer with us, 
but his brother, what's his brother's name? Let me see. Uh, got it here somewhere. He used to be his accountant. Um, uh, Roberto, Roberto Escobar. He last year decided to create his own cryptocurrency called Bitcoin Lite. Or not, and I'm sorry, not Bitcoin Lite, Diet Bitcoin. Diet Bitcoin. And it was supposed to come out at some ridiculous, it was supposed to be eventually worth some ridiculous price. And, and yet you could buy it real cheaply. As a matter of fact, there was an initial offering, an initial coin offering of this thing for a million coins. And on their website, they said uh, the first 300,000 coins are $50 each. Then they crossed it out with red and said, $2 for a limited time, hurry. Then the next $300,000, the next 300,000 diet Bitcoin, we're supposed to be at $100. And then at $1,000. And um, I don't even, let's see what diet Bitcoin is worth. Uh, let's see if we can get a quote on that. It's it has a symbol. I don't know how it got a symbol. No, let's see. Uh, maybe I need to go to a cryptocurrency website. Cryptocurrency quotes. I had, somebody's out here with. Oh, Coin Tracker. There we go. Let's see. Come on, pricing. Oh, this doesn't help me either. Well, I'll find it at some point. I'll share that with you on a on a future show because there's just no way. Uh, let me do it this way. Diet Bitcoin. Isn't it fun to do stuff on the radio? Diet Bitcoin price. What what did it ever settle in at? Diet Bitcoin price. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's right here. All right. Supposed to remember supposed to get up to like a thousand dollars a Bitcoin. And let's say I have ADDX. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you know those diet Bitcoins that you could have bought early on for $2 each? And that were supposed to go eventually for $1,000 each? This is the most current quote of diet Bitcoin. You ready? <laughs> those Escobar boys, they're crazy. Uh, one diet Bitcoin, DDX is currently worth point zero 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 two. That is well point zero two is two cents. So that two one hundredths of a cent, two one thousandths, two ten thousandths, two one hundred thousandths. That would be two one millionths of a dollar. So in other words to get to a dollar, <laughs> you're going to need 500,000 of them to get to a dollar? I guess that Bitcoin alternative didn't work out. Remember, you can call anytime, 855-935-TALK, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and ask your question. Tom and Don are talking real money. Download the advisor interview form and find out if your advisor is a fiduciary at TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
When you, when you go to the Diet Bitcoin site, there's just a big picture of Roberto de, de Jesus Escobar Gaviria. Oh, well. If you want real investing help, though, and you want to learn about building a better retirement and enjoying a great retirement, join Tom for Better Retirement Roadmap. Coming up in June, you can get your tickets right now at Better Retirement Better Retirement Roadmap.com. Better Retirement Roadmap.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.